Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. It is finally here. The you know the week we've all been waiting on, and the day we've been waiting on since uh, the last football game when we hoisted that national championship up and uh, and claimed another one. It's time for some Alabama football. Yeah, we finally made it to week one now, just a couple days away from from kickoff against Miami there in Atlanta, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, so super excited about that. We're going to talk about that game here in just a few minutes. Uh, we got a few different topics to, to discuss tonight, but first we got to, you know, tell everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. You know, like we mentioned, it's that time of year again. Football is here, whether it's college football or NFL football, betonline.ag is the place to go, you know, to win those win that money on those bets. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device. And right now, Jake, you know, usually it's been that 50% welcome bonus. Right now you can head to their website, sign up today, and on your first deposit, you will receive a 100% welcome bonus. So oh, if, nice. you put if you put $100 in, in there, they're going to give you an extra $100 to play with. So it's free money. So take mm. advantage of their opening day super promo. So make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL. 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Jake, we got that out of the way. Next, I want to, we got people piling in now on the live show. The live chat is open. So if you have yes. any questions or comments about the depth chart, about the Miami game, about any of the games this weekend, just drop them in the chat and we will be glad to discuss that. Make mm -hmm. sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, give us a big thumbs up on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss a single episode of the Tide Talk podcast. All right, Jake, let's just start the conversation off with the depth chart. Uh, what was, you know, if there was any surprises to you, what were those surprises? I'm not, not really. Um, it it played out the way I thought thought it would. Uh, I've the biggest uh, thing I was keeping an eye on was uh, who's going to be QB two, and I kind of had a feeling that Paul Tossin would be that, but they talk. I mean. Jalen Monroe is going to be a stud, and I'm still not not convinced that we don't see him this year in some type on the field in some capacity. He's just too good to stay off. But I, I had a feeling just experience-wise and being in the program that Paul Tyson well, was Sa there. Sa Saban said today that, that – uh, I'm not sure where it was at, but I seen a tweet today that Saban said that the QB two spot is still open for competition between right. Tyson and Milrose. So nice. it's kind of, it's kind of a either or type situation between uh, Milrose and Tyson. Mm. Yeah, that, that was the biggest thing I was keeping on um, the running back situation. I kind of had a feeling that, that Brian Robinson would be, would be the starter there. Uh, just, I just going to, you know, interested to see how, if it was going to be uh, McClellan or if Trey Sanders could make, a, a big leap in return and john we love i love jojo earl i am so excited to see him yeah he's you know he he's not even one of those early enrollees he's he mm -hmm. got there in the summer and he has kind of moved his way up the depth chart just over the last few weeks so that just shows what type of playmaker he is and uh, as far as uh, returning kicks 
I think he has a chance to be really special. I know last year, uh, John, he was high on Waddle for Heisman heading into the season. And, you know, that might, that might could have happened if, if Waddle had not, you know, sustained that injury. So mm-hmm. I expect Jojo Earl, maybe not, you know, instantly to be a, a Jalen Waddle type, but he's in the mold of a Jalen Waddle and has a chance to be a, a really special player for Alabama. Absolutely. And I think we have we have touched on this before, but there was an article that Matt Ray of Dr. Matt Ray put out if, about a month or two ago about the overall speed on at the wide receiver core is better than it's ever had than it ever has been. So that's scary. I mean, you know, you always said you can't you can't coach speed, but these guys have figured out a way to do that. It's it's incredible. Uh, at their knowledge and what they have brought to this program. Um, so it's, it's incredible to see. Yeah. I mean, this, the, the, the YC is really special this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, John Mechie's back. Uh, he's, he's one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, best hitters in the country then, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could, could be a really good safety as well. Uh, but, you know, then you talk about guys like Jojo Earl. You talk about guys like Jamison Williams, the Ohio State transfer, who is who is going to be a starter at the, you know, at the Z position for Alabama. So uh, just a lot of talent there. Uh, and I'm just excited to see how these guys perform on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> and John says Matt Ray can. Yeah. He, uh, shoot. Unbelievable. What a steal by Man, Saban. Uh, we've talked about it several times, but Dr. Matt Rea and, and David Ballou have been uh, instrumental to the success of, of the team the last couple of years. So really excited about those guys and, you know, what they kind of bring to, to the, you know, strength and conditioning side of the program. Absolutely. Uh, defensively, I was going to uh, touch on, you know, we always talk about defense and, of course, your, your main guys like Malachi – and uh, battle the 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 linebacking core all get talked about, but a guy I'm really interested to see, Philadelphia Mathis. I mean, this is his time to step up, and I think he's going to do it in a big way this year. He don't get a talk, he don't get talked about a lot, but he needs he needs to because he's going to be a stud this year. I do believe. Uh, speaking of the defensive line, a guy that that I talk about every year. Justin Aboigby. Yes. I, and, and I'm telling you, there's just something about his game, and sometimes it takes certain guys, you know, a little longer. But I feel like Justin Aboigby is going to be a guy that that makes a name for himself this fall. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's actually trimmed down a little bit more from last season. I think mm-hmm. he's playing going to be playing about 285 this year instead of 292. So nice. Uh, I'm I'm excited about Justin Aboigby and what he can do. Uh, John's back in the chat there. He says, how quickly does Billingsley move back up the depth chart? Jake, I'll let you, you know, give your opinion on that first. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, a few games. Uh, he's too special of, of a talent to to be off the field. I don't know. He may – I mean, I think it may be the first game uh, and it'll be over with. I don't know. It's all just been on Saban, though. You know, but Saban did have some choice words for him today about, you know, he's – we're trying to make him a disciplined person and a disciplined player. Uh, something to that effect. So it remains to be seen, but he's too special of a talent. We need him and his ability on the field. So, you know, it's, he's got to get that mind right. Yeah, I pretty much I pretty much agree with that. No need to really add to that because, 
you pretty much covered all the bases. Uh, I, I didn't read too much into the depth chart thing mm-hmm. until Billingsley, you know, tweeted last night about it. Did you see that? Mm, or he I did. said he, he, he deleted it, but he tweeted, you know, something about being the third option because uh, he was the third name listed, you know, in the tight end room. Mm-hmm. But he quickly deleted the tweet. Uh, just kind of interesting there. I, I didn't really think nothing of him being that low because, you know, once you're in the doghouse, you move all the way to the bottom of the depth chart. Right. So you got to work your way back up. So that part was not surprising to me. So I don't know. It just sounds like he's got some some maturing to do. And uh, we, we certainly hope he can get there because he's a great football player. And, Absolutely. you know, he, he would be a great addition to the offense. But, you know, if, if, if he's not willing to do the things that are necessary to see the field, then he won't see the field. And that's just the way it is. That's right. Like Saban said, it's not a democracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the offensive line, any, not, anything surprising to you? I do have something that's surprising to me: uh, the fact that that true freshman uh, Jaden Roberts and Terrence Ferguson were both listed behind Emil Echior at right guard. Uh, that's that's kind of impressive for those two young men. Of course, you've got guys like Pierce Quick that have been on campus for a couple years now. Yeah, he's not listed whatsoever. Uh, but but those two young men are so that that kind of struck me a little bit surprising. So uh, that's good to see those two young men, you know, fighting hard there for a position on the offensive line. Absolutely, and I mean there there's a lot of talent on that offensive line. It's it's yeah, loaded. a lot of depth. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, the only thing I you know we talked about it before we come on. I was worried about Randolph see if he's going to be able to keep his position uh, at the right tackle spot with his injury, but it looked like he he secured it. Uh, got JC Latham there, or Latham there, just in case if something happens. So we're we're going to be fine, uh, offensive line wise. It's I mean we got everybody's talking about worried about experience. Yeah, we got pretty much we got two guys who who haven't played before, but the rest of them like Owens does have experience. So yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about that. And of course, Evan Neal's a stud, and Ekior um, has experience. So we're going to be fine. Yeah, I trust the offensive line. It may take them a couple series to kind of gel together, but I, I, I'm not I'm not near as worried about that as as some people are. Yeah, and we got a good offensive line coach. I know hurt losing Kyle Flood hurt, but I mean, you know Doug Doug Marone. I think he's an offensive line coach now, so we're yeah. we're going to be fine. It, just let him let him coach the guys, and we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I feel really good about it. Uh, like we mentioned, the, the live chat's open, so so make sure you get in there with any questions or comments, you know, about the depth chart, about the Miami game. Uh, just kind of scrolling through here, looking at the depth chart. Nothing really surprising. Uh, I'm excited to see Jamarian Latham play this fall, mm-hmm. uh, be a part of that yeah. rotation on the defensive line. You know, he really stood out in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who come from a real small 2A high school, I believe, Pickens County, so – maybe a 1A high school. I'm not even sure. They're either 1A or 2A. So uh, the fact that he's already playing just his second year on campus shows what type of talent he is. So excited about that. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, you want to talk about depth. Listen to what, you know, everybody knows about our our starters at linebacker. Listen to the names that's that's behind them. Drew Sanders, Jalen Moody, Shane Lee, who's had experience, Deontay Lawson, Chris Braswell. <laughs> I mean, that linebacker room is unfreaking real. It really you know? is. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy good. 
<laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if something – God forbid injuries happen, and I know having playing time, you know, does make a difference, but we've got guys to plug in that I, that can play right away, I feel like, if, if bar an injury. I hope no injuries happen. But if something happens at the linebacker room, we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, any surprises that's along the special teams unit to you? Uh, nothing really shocking there. We we talked about how JoJo Earl, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how he was uh, probably going to have an opportunity there with Slade Bolden. So, mm-hmm. uh, and at kick return, it looks like Jamison Williams and Jace McClellan will kind of be those two guys. So, uh, excited to see how that turns out. And of course, now we have the Australian punter James Burnett, who is, yep. is going to be taking over the punting duties. So. Uh, anxious to see how he does. The punting has not been that great since J.K. Scott moved yeah. on to the NFL. So uh, uh, hopefully that can be taken care of by the by the Australians. So excited yeah. to see how all that works out. And I I love our new Lone Staffer's name, Neilan Hibbett. I and, and yeah. look full disclosure. Yeah, I I know is about a is about a, is about as much as anybody uh, when it comes to the Alabama football roster. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I had never even heard of this guy until the depth chart was released. <laughs> well, did you did you catch Saban? You know, Saban does not talk about long snappers. Yeah, but he actually <laughs> talked about this guy today. Right, he did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's incredible. So apparently, he's already caught the eyes of, of of the coach, and that's a good thing. So yeah, we'll see how, hey, how it, it goes. It, we're, we're fisting to move on to the uh, to something else that Jake wanted to kind of throw in real quick. But before we do that, uh. How amazing is it, Jake, that in week one of this NFL season, there's going to be three former Alabama quarterbacks starting. Jalen Hurts at Philadelphia, Mack at New England, and two at Miami. And, and Mack and two are going to be facing off against each other. Just That's just remarkable to me. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't help but think, you know, at the, at the beginning of this Saban dynasty at Alabama, it was all about defense. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting the up tempo offense and the and and all that all the spread concepts and, and Nick Saban said, "Is this really what you want?" Mm-hmm. Alabama didn't ha- have a quarterback in the NFL that was that successful in the first part of this dynasty. And now right. Saban Saban asked, "Is this what you really want?" Right. <laughs> and now you look at these NFL rosters; they're mm-hmm. loaded with the running backs, receivers, mm-hmm. and now three different starting quarterbacks in the NFL. That's amazing. Saban tried to warn y'all. Exactly. He wasn't complaining about the hurry up and the no huddle and the the spread offense because he's going to find a way to beat you anyway, and he got Mm -hmm. better than anybody else at it, and now he's putting more dudes in the NFL than anybody (laughs) else at those positions. So he tried tried to warn everybody. I mean, he he really did. He tried to warn you. That's right. And I seen a picture today. uh, I think it was a 2017 season. You think about that recruiting class. You had Tua. Or we already had Jalen, I think. Jalen Hurts on, on the roster. Matt Jones, that was the the quarterback room. And then wide receiver, Jared Judy, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's incredible to think, how the crap did we ever lose a game with all, with all that? Well, hey, and Jake, Jake, a part of – look, look this, that 2017 class, mm-hmm. let's, let's count them up. Uh, Tua, first mm-hmm. just first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Tua, Mac, Najee, Jedrick Wills, mm-hmm. Alex Leatherwood, mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith. That's eight. 
eight people. I, I don't think there was anybody else, but that's eight first round draft draft picks just from that 2017 class. <laughs> that's that's insane. nuts. That is. That's crazy. And oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, like you like you mentioned, Saban tried to warn y'all. Y'all really yeah. want me to go get the best quarterback <laughs> now and the best wide receivers on crazy. top of already having the best offensive linemen and offense or, or running backs on campus. You really want right. me to go get the best, you know, best all around offensive guys <laughs> yeah and he's not done yet no he tried to warn y'all ty simpson i think his name is looking really really good he had a good game the other night yeah uh, he's so. he's playing well his, his senior year mm-hmm. of high school so uh but and that's been on campus yep yeah, hey well let's let's just move right on uh jake's fisting to uh run something by me that i have not heard yet uh all right hey we'll go ahead and, and show this Doug Vest, real quick, he chimed in, said his prediction was 34-16 Alabama. That's a pretty good score. I, I, that is a good score. I can't complain about that. Uh, but I, I have Alabama covering the spread of, of what, 19 and a half, I believe, is the last time I looked. So, a yeah. uh, little bit different score. But, hey, I'll take a 34-16 win every day of the week. So, But we'll talk right. we'll talk more about that, Doug, here in just a few minutes. Uh, real quick, like, like Doug just did, jump in the, jump in the chat Leave us your questions, comments about this game uh, coming up Saturday against the Miami Hurricanes. But, all right, Jake, go ahead and dive into what you're wanting to run by me real quick. All right, we're fixing to discuss the Clemson-Georgia game. Um, before we discuss, I'm just going to say I think Georgia wins. But my bold prediction, and I've been thinking about this all day, I really think it's going to – I really think this year it could happen. Just because Clemson lost a lot of players and they're trying to get a, you know, uh, bring in some new players, like there's no Travis Etienne anymore. Trevor Etienne, there's no uh, Trevor Lawrence. Mac Brown and North Carolina beats Clemson this year. And the SEC championship? I, I, I think in the regular season. Well, they, they, play, they, yeah. they don't play in the regular season. Okay, then, then the ACC championship. Yep. So you're, you're picking North Carolina to win the ACC over Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think I'd be too shocked, but uh, yeah, that's I mean that's that's pretty bold statement. I mean nobody's really challenged uh, Clemson for the ACC in several years, so uh, that would be quite the shock if if Mac Brown was w- would be able to do that. He's got all the ingredients, man. He's got a mm-hmm. experienced quarterback who's going to be a high first round draft pick, and Sam Howell. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you have that, you got a leg up on some of these teams. But man, I'm not. I can't. I can't count out Dabo and you know DJ Uwa Alangale. I'm uh, glad you said that. I, I have to slow down when I say that name. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> but, even going to uh, attempt it. We'll just call him Ukulele. Yeah, that works. <laughs> but, but no, he's a great quarterback, and they've got a lot of talent on that team. But their offensive line is kind of a mess right now. And even Dabo said they were going to be, you know, plugging in a couple of different centers. Uh, this first game against uh, Georgia. So, uh, against that Georgia defense, that's not a good sign. So, no. I'm with you. I think Georgia takes this game. And I'll be honest with you, I think Georgia covers the spread. Uh, I want to say last I looked, it was four four points or six points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think they're going to be close to a double-digit uh, win over, over Clemson. I'm thinking something like, you know, 34-24 – you know, something along 35, 27, something like that. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking for that game. 
Yeah, uh, it come out today that Clemson is also going to be, be without three of their starting defensive men. Uh, so uh, that's going to be – that's huge as well. And, you know, you really – like you mentioned, you really don't want to be swapping out centers, you know. <laughs> against, Not against Jordan Davis. I mean, have you no. seen that, dude? Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's like that, six six three eighty or something just ridiculous. Yeah. That dude's about to eat. Yeah, <laughs> so he's he's gonna he's gonna clean up that Clemson backfield. So, but they're uh, they're dealing with some COVID issues and uh, some injury issues as well. Everybody talked about they was going with Clemson because of Georgia's injuries issues. Now now the ball is in. You know, it's a it's a fair fight. It seems like now because of the COVID issues that Clemson has and some of the injuries. So, you I know, wonder if this game could kind of turn out to be, you know, not as kind of anticlimactic, I guess is the way to put it. You know, it's yeah. all the type going into the game, and it doesn't really live up to those uh, expectations. So, well, I guess we'll just right. kind of have, have to wait and see on that. But, yeah, I think Georgia wins, and, and you know, they're they're pretty much in control of the game from start to finish. Yeah, and and to me, uh, I said on uh, my other show last night, uh, Best of the West, you know, quarterback play to me is what it's going to come down to. Uh DJ has has had some experience, but last year when JT Daniels come in for Georgia, it seemed like the offense finally clicked. So I think he's going to be the difference, uh, just because it. I think he's going to rally his troops a little bit quicker to get more out of his guys than than DJ will, and it'll be too late in the game to try to make a comeback. Yeah, that's uh, uh that's going to be a fun game to watch. Oh yeah. It's what six or seven or something like that. I think it's I I, I think it comes on right after Alabama and Miami. I think you're right on on yep. the same channel. So uh, definitely <laughs> going to be on college football all day Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> See the comment we got. Okay, right. just just full disclosure. That's Jake's mom. She says, "Roll Tide and go Dogs." Her her uh, her man is a Dogs fan, so. Yeah, we. What can we say? Yeah, I mean, she's he's tried to turn her into a full blown <laughs> Dawes fan, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna let that happen. Too much bad manner. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we we got we've nearly gone. We've gone over 20 minutes already. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this Alabama Miami game. Let's go real quick. Uh, before we do that, make sure you are subscribed and make sure you jump in that live chat with any questions or comments about the. You know, drop your score predictions. You know, in the live chat, and, and we'll we'll read them on air and and discuss it. Uh, so so make sure you do that. Follow Doug Vestley. Like I said, he put up his prediction of thirty four to sixteen Alabama. So if you're watching right now, drop your score prediction in the live chat, and we will, you know, put it up on the screen for everybody to see. All right. So Jake, before we give any predictions on the score or anything like that, just just your initial thoughts on the game, how you kind of see the game playing out and uh you know what are you kind of i guess key factors and uh to the game this saturday i think the first couple of series is going to be kind of like a filling out you know alabama is going to probably just try to fill out uh offensively especially try to you know get their feet under them and uh you know we may try to i think we may try to take a couple of shots early downfield just to see Exactly what Bryce Young has because honestly they've never they have we haven't really seen them throw downfield much so I don't I like to see them do that just a couple of times see what they got maybe open it up later in the game 
Um, but defensively, I think Alabama is just going to swarm them. They're going to get there. We got another score prediction, but that's a good score too. 38-17, I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Great I, minds think a lot, John. Appreciate you. Appreciate you jumping in the chat, John, giving us your prediction. Y'all I think follow I, John's lead. Yeah, I think I think the defense is going to be stout. And it's I know uh, King can run a little bit, but he's also had that knee, uh, that knee surgery over the summer or over the winter, I guess, uh, when he uh, he got injured a couple parts last year. But uh, uh, you know, I just don't know if he's going to be able to run like he normally can to open up that offense a little bit. So I think defensively, we're you know we're going to take over and. Look for for me the the X factor. I know Will Anderson is probably going to be be havoc, but I'm anxious to see Brian Branch. I just feel like this this dude's about to about to go off in the secondary as well, along with all the other guys we had back there. Yeah, sorry, my headphones were hurting my ears. I had to take them off. But yeah, <laughs> I, uh, uh, as far as just the over overall outlook on the game, uh, Miami's returning 19 of 22 starters. I heard um, that. So, so they're they're an experienced team. Of course, De'Aaron King's entering his twentieth uh, year of college football. <laughs> That's yeah. actually at six, but it feels like his twentieth. Yeah, uh, and he's a really good football player. But he is coming off that ACL injury that Jake mentioned against Oklahoma State mm-hmm. uh, in in the bowl game. I believe it was the Cheez It Bowl they were in. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to see where he's at. I mean, they can say he's healthy, but, you know, in practice, the quarterbacks don't get hit. No. So, I mean, it's it's all about how he's going to hold up against that, you know, that pressure that, that Will Anderson and Chris Allen are going to provide off the edge for Alabama. Uh, and, and one aspect of Alabama's defense, I, I've went back and watched several games over from last season, you know, over the last couple of weeks, and Christian Harris is a really good blitzing linebacker from the inside. And mm-hmm. and from time to time last year, they would put him out on the edge as well mm-hmm. and, and blitz him. I, I think Alabama's ability to, to provide a pass rush mm-hmm. against an opposing offense is going to be really critical, and it could prove critical in this game as well. Now, now Miami, Miami returns, I, I want to say, every one of their offensive linemen, which is which is huge. For but, them, yes. I mean that that that's a huge deal. But but Jake, the, the talent on Alabama's defensive front seven, I think is just going to be too much for Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Alabama offensively, I'm not sure Miami can hold up against the run on Alabama. No. And all that's going to do is open up the play action passing game for Bryce mm-hmm. Young, you know, to hit Jamison Williams over the top or John Mechie over the top or you know somebody crossing the middle of the field. So I, I just feel like Alabama's got too much talent. Uh, too much strength and power on on the offensive and defensive lines for Miami to be able to keep this game, you know, real close. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I'm with John on on around the 38 to 17 uh, score prediction. Uh, that that's about what I'm thinking. I want to say in an article I wrote today, that's what I put 38 17 as my score prediction. So uh, yeah, I, I really feel like Alabama has has too much talent on both sides of the ball. To uh, for this to really be that close of a ball game, yeah. And uh, somebody made a comment today. Well, Miami won eight and three last year. It's the ACC. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I, they, I mean, they, they lost to the three good teams they played. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring up while you're talking about that. I'm going to bring up their schedule from last year. Yeah, I mean, um, 
the ACC pretty much the last three, four, five years has been Clemson and Clemson only. You know, right. so I don't give me that crap. They won eight. You know, I was I was like, you know, Danville and Falfam go eight, eight and three in that in the ACC. <laughs> that that's, might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I know that's that's a couple of local high school teams where we're at, but you know, um, that that is kind of a stretch. But it, the the fact is. You know they. It's the ACC. The ACC has been down for for a while now. Georgia Tech looks like they're on the up and up. Uh, Florida State they still got a little bit of trouble, but maybe they can get back. But you know it's still pretty much going to be Clemson until you know until otherwise, and maybe this year where North Carolina can beat them. But right, yeah, uh, I mean it's just. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm with you, Jake. It's uh, a. Yeah. That they don't they don't have enough talent to to, to no. beat Alabama. Their the their conference. All right, look the the teams they lost to they got clobbered by Clemson last year, forty two yep. to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one of the good teams they played. Mm-hmm. All right, and then you scroll down a little bit further. Then they get demolished by North Carolina, sixty two to twenty six. <laughs> where, where North Carolina run for about six hundred yards on them. Yep. And then they lost in the Cheez-It Bowl to Oklahoma State. Now, of course, De'Eric King did get hurt, and they only lost by three. But, I mean, so I mean, it just – I don't know. I mean, their wins came against, uh, you know, teams like Louisville, who was terrible. Right. Uh, UAB. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh, Virginia, NC State. It was a decent team last year. They beat Virginia Tech, but they were not ranked. They beat Duke. Right. Not very good right now. So, yeah, I mean, their, their schedule was light. The teams they the teams they uh, uh, that they played that were actually decent football teams they got clobbered by them. So, yeah, uh, but I was going to get my prediction real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. I have adamantly for the last couple of weeks on both of my shows that Alabama's going to win by thirty, and I still believe that. So. For me to have that thirty point little differential, I'm saying about forty two ten. So okay. wow, you know, wow. So that's what I'm. I am so hyped about this defense, and we have said it, and I've said it. This is Pete Golden's year to put up a shut up, and I think he's going to, you know, he's got the talent to do it, and this defense is going to be spectacular. You know, so well, that's uh, that would be. Quite the spanking, <laughs> forty-two yeah. to ten. All right, hey, like we mentioned, we're gonna go a couple more minutes just to kind of make sure everybody can can drop their score predictions in the chat. We've had a couple so far, so we appreciate that. Uh, Jake is saying forty-two to ten, Bama. Is he crazy? <laughs> Maybe, but I I believe in my team, and I hope they can do it. Yeah, I, I, Jake, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would be, I would be, you know, it would be more surprising to me if it was closer than 38 17, than I would be surprised if Alabama won 42 10. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, it, oh, yeah. it would shock me more if it was a closer game than like 14 to 17 than if it was a game of like 32, like you're thinking. So, yeah, I mean, I, I it's not, it's not completely crazy to me. Alabama's done this before in opening games. I mean, they yeah. they beat USC what fifty six to three or fifty six to six or something or something yeah. crazy like that a few years yeah. back. So, and you know, we talked about that off before we started. You know, Alabama has not lost an opener 
since 2001, but since Saban's been there, and and people say what they want, we have played at least a a good team, you know, give or take maybe Duke, but at least a good team that was ranked for a the really most part. solid, yeah, power program. five team, yeah, you know. Uh, since 2011, 2011 we played Kent State as an opener. That's the last time. Right. After that we played Michigan. Their their program has been crap since we beat them. Florida right. State's another example. Yeah. We 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 USC hasn't recovered. USC hasn't recovered. So, by the Florida, way, USC yeah. is a sleeper team for me this year in college football. They're sneaky good. Sneaky good. Uh, the, yeah. the, they got a good quarterback. When you got a good quarterback, you got a chance. Yeah. I think, and and I know we we didn't cover, and I'll just say it real quick. But um, I really think, yeah, I mean that, that's that's true. a good point, John. I, yeah, it is hard. I it would be, I would be that that's true. I would be shocked if Alabama held Miami to ten points. That that would be yeah. kind of shocking. No, I'll tell you what would be shocking if we held Ole Miss ten points. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, yeah. That would be. yeah. Uh, but Jake, was, if, if we hold Ole Miss, I, look, I'm going to say this: if we hold Ole Miss to twenty-one or less, you have to publicly apologize to Pete Golding. I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. And I'll hey, roll, hey, roll tide, John. We really appreciate tie, you jumping in the chat tonight. Hey, we got and another I, one here. Cassidy, Jake's wife says, "I'm so excited about this weekend. I just want everyone to have a great season." In football this year, everyone Roll except tide. Auburn. Yes, yeah. I think that's what she meant. She just kind of yeah. she got she left the part out. That's right. But well, what I was going to say, uh, since we're going to go on just a few more minutes, and we yeah, can talk about this, we can talk about this game just a little bit too. But you know, I really think LSU is fixing to put a whooping on UCLA. I okay. watched. I watched every. Every snap of that UCLA Hawaii game. Here's the here's the, the deal. Hawaii is terrible. Yeah, uh, they and I I actually thought it might have been close to the game. I will go on record to say that, but I didn't realize how Hawaii was this terrible. But they rushed UCLA rushed for two hundred and fifty something yards against Hawaii. Yeah, number one, they're not doing that against LSU. Right, I'm sorry, right. they're not going to do that. And their quarterback. Went ten of twenty for one hundred and thirty yeah. yards. Yeah, they, they won't beat LSU if they if no. they don't get better quarterback play from from no. what is it Dorian Thompson Robinson or something like that. Yeah, I think LSU has also just, been in college for like fifty years. <laughs> I know, but I think I think LSU is fixing to put a whooping on them because yeah. I I really think Max Johnson is going to be show out this year. I, for I think Max has a chance to be really good, I, mm-hmm. dude. I'm so on the fence about this LSU team. Because it's so, hard to it's so hard to – are they going to be more like the 2019 team? Are they going to mm-hmm. be more like the 2020 team? Right. Because the yeah. truth is they're probably going to be somewhere in the middle. And somewhere yeah. in the middle would be eight and four, mm-hmm. maybe nine and three. Mm-hmm. And how content are LSU fans going to be with that? Right. You know, so I, it's I, – I'm, I'm – that's an intriguing team this year, LSU. So – uh but I, I'm with you. We, we've talked about Max Johnson before on, on the show mm-hmm. about how we think he's gonna he has a chance to be a really good player. So, and Kayshawn Boutte is one of the best receivers in the mm-hmm. country. They got to get that running game going. I, I think they'll be yeah. better in the run game this year. They got some talent there, but they they got to be more consistent uh, running the football. So we'll just I'm excited to see that. I'm excited yeah. to see a lot of these teams. Tennessee plays tomorrow night against Bowling Green. So 
uh, get to watch that. So that's a thirty-one point spread. I think the last I saw, I don't. I do not believe Tennessee can beat anybody. Yeah, by thirty-one. I don't. And, and Bowling Green may be absolutely terrible. I just don't. Yeah, I don't see know. It. They, no, they have like the worst uniform. They have like the worst uniforms ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they. Bowling do. Green has the worst <laughs> uniforms ever. Yeah, they do. But Tennessee is an absolute dumpster fire right now. But I just yeah. don't see them. I don't care if they're playing a high school team. They could play IMG Academy and couldn't beat them by 30. I, I hate, I hate to harp on this, but who the heck thought that, that it'd be a good idea to put orange and brown as your school colors? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that didn't go back to drawing board. No, that's not terrible. It was. It was. All right, but, last call. If you want to drop your score prediction in the live chat, you better, better do it right now because we're fixing to wrap this show up. Uh, been a lot of fun talking about this week one matchup with Miami. Go ahead, Jack. Real quick, I was going to ask you, uh, since I think it got announced after our show last week, but how do you feel about Haynes King at A&M? I mean, he gives them the the option, you know, of, you know, mobility. He, he's he's really good uh, with his feet. Uh, but, Jake, man, I, I went back and watched their spring game. I watched it two weeks ago. And I didn't, I didn't see enough – throwing the football for them to be a legitimate threat to Alabama. I, I just didn't. And a lot can change between now Absolutely. and the time, time that Alabama plays, you know, mid-October. But mm-hmm. uh, Or is it, is, is, it, is it October? I can't remember. Whenever we play. A lot can yeah. change. A lot can change between now and when Alabama faces Texas A&M. So, but, but at this moment, I don't see enough uh, of this uh, – of Haynes King and his ability to throw the football for them to be a threat to Alabama. Yeah. John wants to know how about the, the, the Clemson and Georgia game. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the episode, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again real quick. Yeah. We both feel like Georgia's going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a few too many question marks for this Clemson team. Georgia has a great defensive line. Clemson's offensive line is, is being patchwork. Their, their center mm-hmm. position is, is unsettled at this moment. So I think Georgia's defensive line can own that the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know get get enough stops against DJ and that Clemson offense for for JT Daniels to you know to, to give that Georgia offense a chance to make plays. So I just feel like Georgia wins this game uh, around you know 34-27, something along those lines. That's a good yeah. That's a good prediction right there. I think I think the cover because I believe the uh, the spread is I think you said like four to six might be three now I'm not 100 percent sure yeah but, I, can't, I can't remember for sure either um, yeah, if but, if anybody knows the spread of the Georgia game in Clemson drop that in the chat real quick yeah because I would like I would like to see that again for some reason I got six stuck in my head or six and a half so I think they I think they cover that yeah I, I think but, I think Georgia covers that. The the over under on the Alabama game is uh, sixty two. I think last I saw, I think I think I'd take the under in that. Yeah, I would take the under in that for sure. So, and and by the way, do not take mine and Jake's word on these <laughs> these over and unders or these these lines. We no. are not gamblers. We barely no. even know what over and under means. So don't <laughs> right. Don't don't take our word for it. Right, but uh, one thing real quick before we go. Um, it looks like the injury bug uh, for Alabama looks like it's kind of 
gotten a little better. Don't look like the uh, Hellums is going to play. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play. I think his status is like questionable. Yeah, he's still, still questionable. So, but Jake, this is a great opportunity for Brian Branch, and, and that's what I think. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this might be one of those situations where Branch doesn't let go of that that safety position. And DeMarco may have to go back to playing that money position, which is what he played last year for most of the season. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be new to him. But Brian Branch, he's just one of those guys that's that's a playmaker. And uh, yeah. so I, I'm 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 anxious to see how he plays Saturday uh, in there for DeMarco. But he's my ex. He's my ex factor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, okay. John. John. Clemson's favored. Clemson is favored by three. Okay. What? Hmm. No, that's crazy. Yeah, give me Georgia all day long. Georgia outright win. <laughs> what do you think, John? You you've been you've been uh, live in the chat a lot. So we, what, what do you think, man? That's surprising. I don't know where did I get that Georgia was favored by six. Oh no, I, I just think it's maybe I've just had in my head that I thought Georgia would win by six or more, and that's just kind of where I got that from. Might be. But with them coming out today saying that three uh, defensive guys are going to be out for Clemson, that do you know which three guys? Do you know? I did you? No, I didn't see. Okay. Um, yeah, as soon as John, I'd like to see what John thinks about that game. Uh, he's Clemson's favored by three. Mm-hmm. Got the hiccups all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um. But hey, by the way, I want to throw something in here real quick, guys. We appreciate everybody that, that listens to us and watches us. This last month has been uh, record numbers, not only not only on the YouTube, which we just really started doing it on YouTube, but also in uh, the podcast form. We've nearly doubled numbers uh, on the podcast form, and then you add what we're doing with YouTube. It's uh, it's been doing great, and it's it's all because of you guys. We appreciate that. Uh, we just do this for fun. Uh, it's you know, it's just two two country boys from Alabama that love Alabama football and want to talk about it. And uh, we just appreciate that you you value you know our opinions enough to to give us a listen. And so we certainly appreciate that. And, Absolutely. All right, John. John says he's going to take Clemson because he thinks they have the better QB. That's a good point. I, I think. Yeah. I think DJ is probably a better quarterback than JT. Uh at least long term, I think DJ's a better quarterback than JT. And, and he says his core prediction is 27-24. So he's yeah. he's with the the Vegas odd makers at, at a three point advantage for Clemson. So uh, my John, wife, is pro- John is probably the smart one here and we're probably, yeah, probably not. So. But yeah. <laughs> we my, never hey, we never claim to be smart. Right. My last word on on this game, if there's a way both teams could lose I would love to see it happen. Well, just my opinion. Hey, you know, and I hope it doesn't happen for anybody because mm-hmm. we're still talking about college athletes, but and they work really hard for it to be taken away. But you know, with these this COVID rule in the SEC, mm-hmm. you could literally have a game where both teams lose. That's right. Both yep. teams would have to forfeit. That that I mean, that was Justin, yeah, good point. Justin Ross is back for Clemson. And he like a twenty year senior, like everybody, you know. Shoot, yeah, he's he's Hunter Info two point for them. He caught the he caught like a the like a touchdown pass against us in the twenty 
what was it, 2018 championship? Yeah, like yeah, he was a he, but he was a true freshman that year. I thought he was like he, a sophomore then. He he uh he whooped up on uh Savion Smith in that game till Savion yeah. Smith got hurt, and then our freshman Josh Job mm-hmm. hadn't played much, had to go in, and he 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 covered him pretty good. But Ross mm-hmm. is six four with a you know a six eight wingspan and made a bunch of tough contested catches and. You know, ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> he's going to be a top pick this year for sure. Oh, yeah. Ross is a baller, man. Yep. I hate that he got out of the state of Alabama, but, you know, that's oh, that, man. that goes back to, to Dabo being, you know, he's from here, so he has that connection to, to some of these guys. But John makes a good point on the uh, – on on I, I think as far as pure talent, DJ is a better quarterback than JT. But I, I think that right now, up front, Georgia's better on both sides. And I think, aside from Justin J- Justin Ross, I'm not sure Clemson has a playmaker, at least a proven one. I'm sure they got him, but a proven playmaker. You know, and Georgia's got, uh, you know, their receivers' names. Burton, he's still there. He's a good playmaker. Uh, Jackson is still there. He's a good playmaker. So I, I just and, and all the running back. Go yeah. right now. Pickens is out, of course. Yeah, Pickens is out. Uh, but but you know, but they got yeah. they got the the backfield Cook and mm-hmm. uh, Zamir White. So I, I just feel like the, the talent around uh, JT Daniels is better at the moment than what it is around DJ. So that's why I feel like Georgia may win. But uh, you're probably the smarter person here, taking Clemson and trusting the guys out in Vegas, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. All right, well, we've went for 45 minutes. We appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Thank you, guys. The live show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, just wherever you listen to the podcast at. Just make sure you're subscribed or follow us there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Tide Talk Pod, on, at Facebook at Tide Talk Pod. Uh, uh, my, my Twitter account is at Blackwood89. And I'm at J. Thomas TTS. All right, guys, we're going to head out now. We really appreciate everybody listening. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.